You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Nagy loves Alex Smith, and Matt Nagy won a lot of games with Alex Smith in Kansas City. But I don't know if at this stage of his career, Alex Smith is much of an upgrade over Nick Foles, if at all. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. On the show today, we'll be joined by Chris Russell. He's one of the hosts of Locked On Washington football team here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Still getting used to that name change, uh, not being directly involved in that team, but we're going to go in-depth on Alex Smith because the Matt Nagy connections, obviously strong. Alex Smith has been a successful quarterback in the NFL, and it's pretty easy to draw those connections, especially now that it sounds like Washington is ready to move on. But how they're going to move on, whether that's trade or just straight up releasing him or trying to find some sort of contract negotiation impasse, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into what we saw from Alex Smith on the field last year and whether his recent significant leg injury that almost cost him the leg, almost cost him the ability to walk, how much of a concern that is through the rest of his NFL career, durability, etc., and why Washington doesn't seem to want to keep him around at all for themselves. It's a continuation of our in-depth quarterback looks here. We've already talked a lot about Carson Wentz a couple of weeks ago. Yesterday, we had your boy Q talking about Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. So, of course, we got to get to Alex Smith here, given the obvious connections and why I, I still feel like this is the one that makes a lot of logistical sense that Matt Nagy could really argue for strongly and try and make a case for himself as to why Smith could be the quarterback the Bears pursue if he becomes available to them in a reasonable way, because as the Carson Wentz non-trade showed us, the Bears aren't going to get too desperate. They're not going to force something completely out of their price range and out of a reasonable exchange for a quarterback upgrade because they do have quarterback options. And on tomorrow's podcast, we'll be joined by Mark Schofield from the Touchdown Wire to go through kind of the full laundry list of quarterback options, try and sort out which ones are upgrades over Nick Foles and which ones aren't. But today, it's Alex Smith. All right, joining us now on the Locked On Bears podcast is Chris Russell. Of course, he is the host of Locked On Washington football team. I almost, almost said the old team name. It's so, used, so force of habit there. But Locked On Washington football team here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He's also an afternoon drive host on the Team eight or 980 AM over in Washington. And he covers the football team for Sports Illustrated's Washington football team vertical. And Chris, I appreciate you joining us. And it feels like I'm getting some deja vu because we... We did this same thing last offseason, talking about some of these same players, and here we are again. How are you? Yeah, uh, good to be with you, Lauren. Thanks. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, this is probably what happens when you get two struggling offenses, right, and two offenses that haven't been able to figure it out. And this year, 
Um, you know, we have the 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 extra added element of, you know, of course, Ron Rivera is a guy who is very fond of the Chicago Bears franchise and, and the city of Chicago, as we all know. And, you know, uh, from my perspective, they got a couple of guys that they're targeting and maybe the Bears are are looking at an option that Washington has. So these two teams and struggling offenses and uh, and Ron Rivera kind of clash together. Yeah, it would be ironic if. Washington ends up with Mitch Trubisky and the Bears end up with Alex Smith and both of them feel like they got an upgrade. Like <laughs> it's it's the same. Uh, it's all just sometimes it's all just moving parts with these quarterbacks. Right. But but let's right. let's start with with Alex Smith there. Uh obviously at 36 soon turns 37 this offseason. There's a certain understanding of where Alex Smith is in his career and obviously the the injury I want to get into it a little bit but let's let's just start exactly with what we saw on the field this season six starts of course five and one is, is a great record but quarterback wins are not always a direct reflection of quarterback play and I think people are quick to point to six touchdowns to eight interceptions so how would you evaluate Alex Smith's level of play compared to the level of play of the supporting cast and everything else around him yeah. So, I mean, the only fair way to say it, it was a mixed bag. There were times where Alex looked really good, i.e. at Detroit, you know, he, his first start in almost two years uh, after the 17 leg surgeries threw for 390 yards, didn't throw any touchdown passes, but that's because he led them all the way down inside the five and they just happened to punch it in via the run. That was his best game. That was his best performance from start to finish. Um, even though it came in a loss, but yeah. again, as, as bears fans know, it's Detroit, right? Detroit wasn't exactly known as a powerhouse defense. Um, there were um, some good performances at times, um, you know, in relief when he replaced Kyle Allen, which was his second time doing that uh, against the New York giants. He threw for over 300 yards uh, in a, in about two and a half quarters of play, roughly, maybe, I guess it was three full quarters of play, but he threw two late interceptions, back-to-back interceptions, which were really, really, really bad interceptions. Um, then there was, you know, in the division clincher, they, they came out, Lauren, and they had not been able to score at all, period. Uh, field goal, touchdown, nothing on any opening drive all year long, 16 games. So we get to week 17 at Philadelphia, Philadelphia missing half of their lineup. And what do you know? Alex Smith comes off the bench, or I shouldn't say comes off the bench, hasn't played at that point in three weeks because of a calf slash bone bruise injury. And he comes out throwing absolute seeds on the opening drive, and they go boom, 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 right down the field, a 92-yard drive ending in Terry McLaurin catching a touchdown pass from Alex Smith, and all of a sudden, all is right with the world. And then right after that, he stinks, and he goes like four (laughs) drives without doing anything and looking terrible and under siege and not able to roll out. And then he puts it all together for a final drive right before halftime, which ends in a touchdown and a bullet pass in the back of the end zone to Logan Thomas. So this is the long way of me saying there was some good. I'm not going to deny that there was a lot of bad. 
Uh, there was a lot of inconsistency. There's the injury history. There's the new injury that prevented him from playing in the playoff game and a couple of important regular season games. And there's the age and there's the money and there's the pride and there's the leadership and there's the everything that Alex Smith brings to the table. He truly is, quite honestly, and I think about food all the time, much to my detriment. <laughs> he truly is a super buffet of some things you're going to like and a lot of things you're not going to like somewhat ironically there right it's it is a buffet but it's also a small sample size which i guess is more i guess oxymoronic than ironic but it was you know eight games or so and a, a lot of uh, a full assortment there like you said we'll try and piece together the rhyme and reason to what helped him play so well and where he really struggled next on locked on bears Given the success of the Washington football team down the stretch this season, making an actual playoff appearance, I'm surprised that their odds for NFC East champion next season tied for second with the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people feel like if, if Washington gets another quarterback and really can upgrade that position, that they could skyrocket to the front. There's no guarantee that Dak Prescott comes back either, so... I'm really eyeing that up as a potential easy opportunity at betonline.ag. Right now for NFC North odds, they have the Bears uh, a few little slots behind the Minnesota Vikings there in third, both well behind the Packers at the top and well ahead of the Detroit Lions with far and away the worst odds to win the NFC North. But now is a great time to sign up and get in on the action at betonline.ag. Go ahead and sign up for a free account today and enter in our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So in terms of in those, what, I think, eight games he ended up playing, do you get a sense of why, you know, why things, when things went, when things went well, why things went bad and why things went good yeah. and like, you know, how much of that was quality of opponent or like, is it, you know, the offensive line sometimes breaking down and, and Alex Smith having to try and do too much? I mean, what, what's, what circumstances set him up for success and, and what circumstances set him up for failure? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. You know, I, I think in, 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 a lot of the cases, especially when he first got into games, right? Uh, when he replaced Kyle Allen the first time against the Rams, he got lit up like a Christmas tree six times, sacked Aaron Donald's hanging all over his back in a monsoon of rain. And the Washington football staff did a tremendously terrible job, um, you know, helping him out. They refused to run the football in that game and, and, and whatever. And, and, and he was awful. And then that next game, a couple of weeks later, he again replaces Kyle Allen and they're down early because they turn the ball over uh, several times in the first quarter. And, and yet, you know, he's able to throw the football well and effectively once he gets a little oil running through the engine. And then he has, again, some late turnovers um, against Detroit the next week, what I mentioned from start to finish. And, and you see, okay, if this guy's got a full week of preparation and he knows he's the starter, boom, he can do this. Right. Um, but again, that's against Detroit and ultimately you know, that's not the toughest of def defenses to try and figure out. Then, you know, he plays okay, reasonably well at Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, uh, but also makes a killer interception that, you know, Terry McLaurin saves him on. Um, and again, then he plays reasonably okay in Pittsburgh the next week and a half 
uh, a week and a half later, I should say. Uh, but it was a really slow start. So, so all of that to say is a lot of times they dug themselves a hole and then had to climb out of it. And Alex at times was really good at climbing out of it. And at times would then become the type of quarterback that quite honestly, he's not built to be, which is a throw all the time, can't run, have to squeeze balls into tight holes, have to make a little bit more of a reckless, aggressive gambling type decision because you're again trying to climb that mountain that's not alex smith alex smith is a run the ball play action play from ahead play in a tied game make good decisions check down throw your screen get your intermediate routes occasionally take your deep shot type of quarterback a manage the game special quarterback who's smart who's articulate, who's a great leader, who's well-respected, all that's the type of quarterback he is. You cannot ask him to be in a bad situation, and they would constantly ask him. So the bottom line is, Lauren, he, he's just not built to come from way behind. And some of that was his fault. Some of that was the offense's fault. Some of that was turnovers. Some of that was, quite honestly, a defense that would not wake up in a lot of games until the second half. So what I would say about Alex is he gives you all of the check-the-box type things that you're looking for from a quarterback, smart, great leader, a great teammate, all that stuff. He's not a guy that's going to give you the confidence that you need to come from way behind. That's it, period. Uh, if you can manage the game and if you can keep him out in the head, you know, and, 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 or at least keep the score even and run the ball and, and kind of do the things you want by natural design, then Alex is going to be a fine quarterback. He's never going to be a great quarterback, but a fine quarterback. <laughs> I appreciate the cameo there by your dogs in the background. But I think it's a good point about uh, Alex Smith and just whether or not this is going to be really an upgrade for the Bears over what Nick Foles is, especially when you factor in the durability concerns, the injury history, and maybe most importantly in this, the contract that Alex Smith has right now. We'll go in depth on some of the details of what's built in there and how Washington might try and get out of it next on Locked On Bears. I don't know what Alex Smith used in his somewhat miraculous leg injury recovery, but I'm sure it would have helped if he snacked on some Built Bars along the way because they're so delicious, first and foremost. It just elevates your mood when you bite into one and it tastes like a candy bar, but you don't have the guilt of eating a candy bar because Built Bars have great macronutrients in there. They're not loaded up with all that sugar and high fructose corn syrup and gunk that's in candy bars. They've got 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 130 calories. But they're still covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft, they're easy to chew, and they come in 18 amazing flavors. Nut and non-nut flavors for those of you who are allergic. They've got a little bit of something for everyone. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut, those three are my go-to order. But the orange is delicious, the salted caramel, the mint brownie, banana bread, peanut butter, you name it. They've got a built bar for you. You really have to try it for yourself to taste just how good it is. Head on over to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. 
So where does that leave the Washington football team with Alex Smith? I, I think we all kind of have this impression that they don't want him anymore and that, you yeah. know, they, they want to either they want to roll with Heineke, but like, I, I guess I would kind of envision them wanting to compete the two of them to, you know, find one good quarterback out of that. We talked last offseason about how the team has all this respect and reverence for Alex Smith and want to do right by Alex Smith. So it feels mm-hmm. like kind of an awkward potential departure here. So how much of that is, you know, the contract and, and yeah. what's going to happen with that contract? How much of that is their love of Heineke and the injury concerns? I mean, what, what, what is, why, why, I guess, why are they ready I mean, to move it's on all, It's all of that, to be honest with you. I, I Listen, th- there is never-ending respect for Alex Smith and everything that he's overcome. Let's, let, let's start there, right? Uh, there is nobody that's going to tell you that that's not the case. The question becomes is how much do you let respect and admiration get in the way of actual progress and results. And, and that's really the tricky thing. And then you throw in the contract, right? Let, we'll start with the contract. This is the first year that they can get out of the contract. And he has basically, I think it's an $18.5 million non-guaranteed base salary. Plus, he's got another year left after this year. And the cap numbers are 23.5 and 25.5 or thereabouts. So you're looking at, you know, dumping a lot of cap money here and a lot of non-guaranteed base salary that you haven't been able to get away from in previous years. So this is the first time that they could do it. So my, my, my thing is from everyone that I talk to, I mean, there's no chance he's going to play under the current contract. There might be a chance that if he were to dramatically, and I mean, dramatically cut down that $18.5 million base salary, uh, to the lowest level that maybe they could consider doing something, but that's going to take a lot of biting of the tongue, if you will, on Alex Smith's part. And he might look at that and and say, "Well, I don't really want to do that. Um, I, I'd rather take I'd rather take less money or thereabouts, roughly the same money from somebody that actually wants me, not somebody that has tried to do everything they can to replace me and take the pay cut." So, for that reason, I don't think Alex is coming back. Uh, I would be surprised. I don't even know if he would take the full pay cut, the full haircut, if you will. And, and they would still want him quite honestly, because of the injury history, because of 37, because he's limited as a passer, even when he's healthy and right. Um, You know, he's just never going to be a dynamic push you over the top type of quarter. That's just not what he is unless he's in the perfect system with everything going, uh, i.e. his last year in Kansas City. And that's hard to replicate. So the bottom line is, is I I think it's going to be an awkward divorce. Uh, I think it's going to be an awkward separation. I don't think people from the outside are going to understand why they're doing what they're doing. But trust me, I saw enough of Alex Smith to say this, and I feel confident in saying this, Lauren. Uh, again, never-ending respect and admiration for the dude. He's a great teammate. He's everything that you would want. He's smart. He's this. He's that. The problem is, is if he's going to turn the ball over and be an injury issue, which clearly he is. He does not have any mobility left really, or much mobility, I should say. Uh, He's got a a drop foot issue from all the the medical problems and surgeries. 
and at 37, it's not getting any better. I just don't know <laughs> how Washington in a on a team that right now they feel they are ready to take the next step. I don't know how you bring that back and just say, roll the ball out there and go say, you know, the best man wins. I, I mean, it's possible, but I, I would say it's probably a five to 10% chance at this point. So real quick. So then is, is your impression that, they will try to trade him, and if they can't find a suitor, release him? Uh, trade would be unlikely, you know, just because of the cap, because of the contract that somebody would have to inherit. So I believe it ultimately will be a mutual parting of the ways and a thank you, Alex, for being an incredible warrior and, and all that. But we want you to be able to, you know, go to a team that, that you know, better suits what you're looking for and, 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 and you know, whatever, however they decide to word that. Uh, because again, a trade, you know, unless Washington were to, 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 to take back a lot of that money uh, that a team would have to inherit. And that's possible. Uh, it's a possibility, but it's very unlikely. Again, you're not only talking about what's left on the contract this year, but also next year, you know? And so the easiest way is a mutual parting of the ways. And, you know, Alex will always be welcome back here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, we want him to be able to, you know, we want to be able to move forward and we want him to be able to move forward at the same time. Well, last year, the Bears got Nick Foles to renegotiate his deal before they traded for him. So maybe they'll do the same thing with Alex Smith. Chris, appreciate you taking the time, making some time for us and uh, wish you all the best of luck with, with your offseason quarterback search. Thank you, Lauren. It's a never ending search. <laughs> I can tell you that, as you know, I appreciate you. Always good to be on with you. Thanks again to Chris Russell from Locked On Washington football team for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. I hope you're enjoying our quarterback deep dives here, trying to go through a lot of the different options the Bears will be looking at this offseason. Still want to get to Sam Darnold and that situation because that one is really more of a wild card and a little bit more interesting than I think we've really given it justice up to this point. And, of course, some of the free agent options as we get closer to that. Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, Jameis Winston with the Saints, and so many others. Maybe even a Tyrod Taylor discussion. We'll, we'll see how things pan out, but be on the lookout for those in the future as well because we've got you covered for pretty much every aspect of this offseason. It's the way we get through it with no football on our TVs on Sunday anymore, but we'll get through it together. We'll keep bringing you that daily Bears talk, and hopefully by the end, it'll be easy to bear down.